I'm Annie Fox. And I'm Laurel Pinson. And this is Workwives, conversations at your desk with the woman who knows you best. Uh, Annie, yes. I have a question for you. You recently got married. I did. Before you were married, mm-hmm. what did you call Nash? Uh, I called him my partner and I still call him my partner most of the time. So you don't call him husband? No, and, I, and he was also never my boyfriend. He was just the par- He's just partner the whole time. Partner. Yeah. So you have- never used the word fiance. <laughs> fiance. No, I fucking hate that word like okay. most people. Um but I also just don't like the like the name for different levels. Like relationships have this weird like pa- partner hierarchy. Like you mm. start as a friend, or like you start as a fuck buddy, then you become a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and then you become you know like I just then you don't. get pinned, and then you get pinned. yeah. So I just don't really like any of the names really. Apparently, you're not alone. I mean, I asked because I read this article in the Times that was about how the word fiance is falling out of favor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which certainly was no surprise to me. I mean, when I got engaged now six years ago, seven years ago, I also really struggled with the word, even though I wasn't opposed to it in theory, Like, but I would never have thought of it before I got engaged. But something about saying fiance felt oddly fussy britches or like old European like like there was a dowry and we were betrothed to each other not so much you know that we'd chosen each other and that we'd been living together for some time it didn't sort of reflect the I guess the stability Mm -hmm. that we had or did did Joel call you a fiance though did he would he refer to you as his fiance probably Mm. at some point like I don't know why I didn't use it that much I feel like most of the time I just said this is Joel like (laughs) Just with it's no ex- This is my Joel. It always felt like a weird pronouncement to call someone your fiance, or mm. like it was braggy, like yeah, like this is my fiance, ladies. Nailed one. Got a fiance. I also didn't technically get engaged until, like, I wasn't engaged before I planned to get married. If that makes sense, like, I didn't. We didn't propose. He didn't propose to me, and then we decided to get married. Like, we sent out. We were like, "Well, we're going to get married." I was like, "Yeah, well, what date do you want to get married? That's convenient." And it was like, "Well, this date." And we we're like, "Great!" And then we sent out invitations. And then I was home doing my visa, and he surprised me. And then like got in- like then we got engaged after we were already like a few months away from being married. So it was sort of more of just like, but he still wanted to do a thing. He, he, yeah, I think he decided, he was like, I didn't do a thing, maybe I want to do a thing. And so he was like, it's never too late to do a thing. Um, and so he asked me, he asked me to marry him like, it's, after, afterwards. It's so of. interesting because I had not a, not completely the same experience, but similarly felt like we were on this very pragmatic trajectory where we talked very openly about mm-hmm. getting married. And so I really felt like there was not going to be like a moment where he sort of did a thing. Yeah. Or that it would be very you know, small. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't. And he really wanted to surprise me. And later I was like, I feel really punked right now. Like you were keeping this weird secret from me for a long time. But it's because he really wanted to do a thing. Like you thought you felt punked. Oh, I felt totally punked. How else is someone going to ask you unless it's a surprise? But I mean, there's a million ways to ask. To just like roll over and be like, I'm so excited and I really want to marry you. And this is going to be great. Like, I don't know why I just thought it was going to be a really sort of let's get married Right moment that would be really small, and it was a thing. Tell me and what it the was thing a was. Thing. Oh damn! Look at those eyes. <laughs> it was a thing. So this is how this, this is how, <laughs> how like 
mind fucked this situation actually was is that the premise was that we were going to go shopping for engagement rings. So we go into the city. We go to the engagement ring store that I had said was a ring store that I really liked. It was like vintage rings. I really liked it. We're looking around. We spend like an hour at the store. Wow. And the whole time I'm freaking out because I have no concept for fine jewelry whatsoever. Like I wear all costume jewelry. I like weird showy things that are cheap. So the rings that I was like looking at and picking out ranged from like $400 to like $30,000. <laughs> you know, and she'd just be like writing them on a post-it like all casual. But I'm I'm starting to realize that this is a thing and I'm going – what is Joel thinking? Like, is he thinking he's just going to have to buy this by himself? Like, is now the moment where I ought, like I would be comfortable to split this ring? Like, I don't even know how the paying for the ring happens. Like, Oof. I don't want him. What, this is weird. And also, what if he was only comfortable paying a certain amount for a ring? But, like, if I chipped in a bit, then we could have the nicer ring. Like, I don't want to have the more budget ring because that's all. I was just I, – I had no idea – how to go about this. We had talked candidly about finances in every other area, like the social codes around this. Like, I have no idea how to navigate this situation. So I just freak out. Like, we like, end up leaving. We get on a bus to go downtown because he announced that he had gotten us a slot at StoryCorps. StoryCorps is a sort of an NPR production, but in a nutshell, they have sound recording booths. Mm-hmm set up in different places oh, yes. and sometimes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes they're like pop-up booths that'll yeah. be around an occasion and so they had one downtown near um city hall and we talked about it forever and he was like surprised i got us this thing and i thought that was the surprise oh cute. and i was like oh that's so cute i'm really excited to go you know we're gonna like have a little recording because all of the recordings are stored in the library of congress mm-hmm. like the plan is that it's this sort of cultural archive for how people speak and their mannerisms and whatnot. So we go in there. We start talking. We end up talking about relationships. No surprise because I'm coming off of this like engagement ring thing and I'm freaking out and secretly just like, what are we going to do? And like, how does any of us know what love really is? Like, I just was off the rails this recording. (laughs) And like two thirds of the way through, he says like, well, I have a question for you. And I was like, what? And he like gets down in the recording booth, gets on his knee, pulls out a ring, and he's like, will you marry me? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, was so – so you have the recording, like, That's of so my reaction. Sweet. I freaked out. So that happened. But as I'm walking out, everybody involved in the thing is like, yay. And then you go – he was like, surprise. Like, I got us a night in a hotel. You get to the hotel. Hotel guy's like, yay, you're the ones that got engaged. I felt like the taxi driver we took would have been like, Laurel, it happened. I was like, everybody knew about this thing except for me. So anyway, so we went to this engagement ring store and the whole time he had the engagement ring in his pocket. Whoa. But I talked to him later where I just was like, I felt like we've been so honest with each other and all these other things. But you still wanted to have this like moment where you proposed. Mm. And he sort of said, well, that's my thing. Like, that's the thing I get to do. Like, he would have... He would have missed it if he didn't get to do it. Yeah. What was your ring buying process like? Were, were you pro ring, anti ring? How did it come? About? Oh, um, how I ended up with a ring. I never. Well, Nash and I both got tattoos, so I thought that there was, like, that to me felt like the thing to do instead of a, a ring because it's on my body. It's, it's certainly permanent. more permanent. <laughs> right, and because we had both got ta- we got our first tattoos together when we were eighteen. Cute. Um, 
So it just felt like, oh my gosh, this is such a cute way to bookend this whole situation. So I had no ring expectation. I had no idea I was going to get anything. And then when I did get something and actually really liked it, I was really shocked and kind of skeptical about how this ring had come into existence. And so just like asked a million questions and was constantly like, wait, you did this on your, not only did you find a ring that I liked, but you designed a ring that I liked. How did you do that? Who did you talk to? Show me the Pinterest board of all the things that you collected. No, I had like him. the same uh, the same experience, which I th- and I think it's funny that we probably both did. Like I spent a lot of time thinking that I would really help pick it out, and he was like, "No, it was really important to me that I would like figure it all out." And he nailed it, and he totally nailed it. Oh, that's great. So it, like same, yeah. Since I actually did the ring shopping, but you didn't do the ring mm-hmm, shopping, mm-hmm. what was the experience of approaching a tattoo artist about commissioning a tattoo like? I mean, I feel like they – he was – Diego. He was Diego. pretty chill about it. We also were walking. You know, we were having we were having cocktails at um, a place near our house. Uh, and so we were like lightly buzzed. Mm-hmm. And it was just a random day, a random Sunday. And – I said we should just get our tattoos right now. Like, why wait for a thing? And he was like, "Yeah, let's just get them. Let's just let's just walk down the street and get them now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a great right. idea." It's and not so, so we walked in, um, and we, you know, we said we wanted to have initials on um, on our fingers. And he was so chill. He was like, "Yeah, great, we can do that." And then he just showed us what it looks like, and we were like, "Yeah, yeah, that's great." Like, he wasn't that interested in the fact that we were getting married, <laughs> and he also didn't like. We walked out, and a few days later, you know, as this sort of. Um, as the as the ink kind of dries and the layers of your skin peel off, it's setting a really romantic vision for you. You can see the tattoo that's actually going to be underneath, and uh, it's kind of wonky on both of our hands. <laughs> and we both kind of like at first we were like, "Oh well, this is fucked. It's cursed us for life. It just means our <laughs> marriage is going to be wonky, and I hate everything about this." And so we kept on threatening to like go back and fix it, but neither one of us sort of really wanted to in our heart of hearts so we both have sort of slightly uneven letters on our finger which I love and then after I got the tattoo so Nash's name obviously starts with N um I realized that um, well at least he didn't get that wrong you know you come out with like a G um I realized that so I have a pre-existing tattoo on that finger already it's a little red circle for Mars um and then when you put the N on the same finger it spells (laughs) no So I so my true. ring finger says no, which is perfection, <laughs> which is actual perfection. Nash is like, no, it says on, and I'm like, babe, it doesn't say on. It says no. <laughs> but bless him for saying it says on. That's so cute. I know. I love that guy. I just love that this tattoo parlor person was like, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Not yeah. interested. So we wanted to find out more about kind of engagement pageantry. So we asked Kim Fusaro, one of our Glamour.com editors who actually formerly was the weddings editor for Glamour.com for a long time to interview the amazing Neil Lane on the engagement ring process. Hi, can I please speak with Neil? This is he. Hi, Neil. It's Kim from Glamour. How are you? Uh, what's your name? Kim from Glamour. Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. How are you? Can you please introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do? You have to tell me 
who I am and what I do. <laughs> no, you have to tell me who no, you no, are. I don't know. You have to tell me who. I, my name is Neil Lane. Who I am? Um, I'm a human being. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just like you and me. Uh, I design jewels. I design rings. I'm jeweler to the stars. I'm a guy that that grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, found an aesthetic. I've been following it through for the last 30 years. I lived in Paris where I learned that aesthetic. I brought it to Hollywood about 20-some-odd years ago, started selling, uh, designing rings for very popular movie star people at the time, and I just continued doing that. I got involved in red carpets in Hollywood, and I continued doing that. I designed rings for the Bachelor franchise on ABC. Um, I have... (laughs) I just go on and on and on. <laughs> so can you walk us through the process of helping someone find an engagement ring? Usually when they come to me, I mean, no, sort of everyone that today, anyone that comes to me, have, they have an idea. Mm-hmm. They, they have an idea of something, you know. I mean, there's so much information about rings on the Internet and styles, designs, diamonds, etc. that they do have an idea. But what I try to do, I try to harness that idea and how it fits into a financial budget, to where it fits in style-wise for what they want to propose in, the girl. I look for those kind of things. I, I, I look for, to them. I look for the, for the client to tell me what they're looking for, and then I can direct them. I would say style is probably the biggest thing today for me. Style, the style of the design, the aesthetic of the ring, much more than the the. Not much more, but it, it's in a huge importance, mm-hmm. style and design, than, than the, the traditional four C's of cut, clarity, and color and stuff like that. So when you are showing someone a ring and trying to get them excited about it and trying to get them to help with the design process, what's the story you start telling about the ring and about the process and how you design it? The thing I first thought is I need them to tell me about their partner. Need him to tell me about the girl, her style, what she does. She's a school teacher. Uh, she works in an office. Uh, you know, what does she do? How is she going to wear the ring? You know, is she a stay-at-home mom? Uh, I need to understand who she is. Should she have this elegant, uh, you know, sophistication of like an emerald-cut diamond? Is she romantic with a cushion-cut diamond? Romantic with a pear shape? Is it nostalgic? So I try to get, elicit from him that she liked the circular classic round. You know, does she love an oval? It's very, very feminine. You know, and I show him these things, and I see the way he reacts to them. Guys react to stones. Guys react to rings. They do. They may not. They may be clueless, but they're not. There is information in them, and when you show them, you can bring it out. It's it's that type of process. It's it's not one way. This is the most, I don't know, scary time for a guy. It's probably the most they've ever spent on anything. They're nerve-wracked. They want to make sure that they're getting the most beautiful ring for their girl. Have you had women who get the ring and they just the guy was totally off base and just she isn't happy with it? We wouldn't let you buy a ring if we didn't think it was going to be right. Mm-hmm. No, we, and we've never had a ring take, you know, come back <laughs> unless they broke up or something. You know, what I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, um, no, and, and I have done gazillions of rings and, uh, <laughs> and they may they may end up not liking the guy i mean that's that's possible <laughs> that, you know they may fall out of love but they never stop loving the ring <laughs> i mean there's numerous celebrities that have kept their ring 
Oh, really? I don't think they wear it, but they keep it. It's very sentimental. You know, there's a time in their lives when that was a very special moment for them. People ask me about a ring still important. I, I think they're more important than ever. I don't see them not being important. It's the way people show their affection, their physical manifestation of that love, of that union, that sparkle on their finger. Do most people still want diamonds? As opposed to... Um, I feel like sapphires, rubies had a moment. You, you know, Kim, we, we live in America. Our tradition is diamonds. I, oh, and, I, and I've been selling jewels and designing rings for, I don't know, 25 years. It's diamonds. We have this tradition of white. It's that, it's that purity, that elegance, that, I don't know, it, it, it evokes this, you know, tradition in America of, of, of marriage, of wedding jewels. And I've tried. I've, tr- I've made collections with, you know, but it, it's, no, it's white, white diamonds. It's, that's what, that's what people want. And is it, so I'm assuming it's still rings and people aren't, um, you know, they don't want an engagement necklace or earrings or a watch. It's always a ring No, still. where did you ever get that from? I, I, that was, I don't I, know. I mean. That's hysterical. No. I mean, I, I see people ask me all the time. They want me to tell them that, no, they're wearing a watch instead. <laughs> If, they, if that was the case, I would tell you that they're wearing love watches. They're not. <laughs> they're not. They're wearing rings. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've never met anyone. Same-sex couples, not same, you know, anyone. Never said we want to have marriage pendants. <laughs> never. So as the, as the rings themselves have gotten more stylish and more showy, um, I feel like in the past, in the past twenty or so years, proposals have also gotten really showy. Do you see that happening too? I think there's a balance there. I think there are some guys that like to do it quietly. Um, I think that, you know now the Christmas is coming. I think there's a lot of people that are going to propose with the family around them. Mm-hmm. I saw people doing you know fun stuff, taking them some special place, you know, having a, a waiter come and dropping the ring in the thing. I've people doing you know in a stream on a string. I'm like, oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> really nervous, you know. You know, bent, you know, taking a hike in the mountains and the stream there. Oh, what's that sparkly thing? Oh, gosh, you know, like really worrying about that. <laughs> this is interesting. The guy that was here yesterday, because he wants to make sure, he wants to make sure that it's the ring of her dreams. He wants to make sure. He's going to investigate all designs and stuff like that. And we're going through it with lots of different things with him. And he might end up just giving her a band. You know, mm-hmm. in a limo or something like that, at a dinner, at a band, uh, in maybe at a lunch, and then telling her, I've lined up, you know, Neil, we're going to go see him, because I want to make, make sure you get the ring you really love. So just like now, on The Bachelor? What? It, just like on The Bachelor, like he's going to bring her to you and you're going to show her the tray? It's, it's kind of funny. It never <laughs> had to be. It, uh, that's never happened before. I mean, other people, you know, have come together, but this was kind of cool. He's going to propose in a band. I think people are always being clever. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thanks much. Bye-bye. What a charmer. He really is. I mean, I would love to have met up with him to talk about engagement rings. I, I also just feel—I loved how he said, "I, was gonna I say, really want to talk to about him about her. her." That was my favorite bit too. And just watching his reactions and you know what kind mm. of woman she is, I just liked the idea of 
that you would be painting a full picture as opposed to sort of saying like, well, what does she dress like? What kind of jewelry does she like? Right. Because that all seems like the sort of ephemery of a person as opposed to like, does she, you know, work? What's her job like? What's her passions? What are her other things? I liked that. I mean, I will say I found it most fascinating that he said, you know, that engagement rings or rings in general are still a thing, even if you're not in a hetero relationship, you know, that, yeah, you know, people who are same sex partners also sort of want a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there's something about – I was just thinking about engagements in general. There's – there's no matter where we go as a culture where, you know, relationships become more fluid, like, you know, maybe you have an open relationship or maybe you, like, are, are interested in men and women and whatever. Like, no matter where you go, the idea of someone sort of saying you're the one still has this really strong appeal, mm-hmm. I think. And whether that means engagements or – giving someone a token of affection like those tokens sort of still matter yeah I mean I totally agree I think it's the same way that you as you get older you amass and accumulate if you're lucky you know a handful of really close friends but you there's something like you still want to have a bestie mm-hmm. and even if you have more than one bestie there's still something very special about proclaiming a person as your bestie um and this to me feels kind of like that same thing it's just like a it's like a love best a different type of love bestie I feel like we're gonna have to introduce work wife rings Oh, that's cute. I think we should talk to Neil. Maybe not a ring. Maybe we need some other artifact that's cuter than a ring, like a really large wine glass. <laughs> like a, a really, really wine glass. big wine glass. Crystal. Work Wives is produced by Ben Riskin and Acast. Our associate producer, Katiri Benjamin, keeps the ship afloat. And we have production support from the whole staff at Glamour, including Anna Maysline, Lizzie Logan, and Simone Kitchens. And we're recorded right here at Condé Nast Studio in NYC. 